Hi, I'm Jamie, your host for the Not Going to Uni podcast, where we talk all things emerging talent and alternative routes to university. Joining me today is Jeremy, a programme and project management apprentice from Arup. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries. Cool. Just to kick us off then, do you want to give us a brief overview, introduction to yourself, if you like? Yeah, of course. So my name is Jeremy Agbeme. I'm a programming project management apprentice at Arup, and I joined last September. So I've done, what, around 10 months. It's gone fast. Amazing. How's it been so far? Um, yeah, it's been a new experience. It's like the first step into like the world of work. So I went straight from sixth form. Um, obviously I worked a little bit part-time, but working full-time, having an apprenticeship, there's definitely a difference to it to, from what I've been doing before. Amazing. So I guess let's learn a little bit more about your journey then. How have you ended up where you are today? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I went straight from sixth form. So I did my GCSEs, went to sixth form at the same place that I did my GCSEs, studied economics, maths, business. And then straight from there, I basically had set that I was going to go to uni. So I had a scholarship in mind at UCL and I was so like set on it. I thought that was it. That's my plan. So um, when it came, like when the time came around where you started to apply for uni, that sort of thing, I was looking for the course that I wanted to apply to, but couldn't find it. And I was a little bit scared so I got in contact with my UCL like representative and I was asking like what happened where's my course um he mentioned that basically they've cut the course which was project management and construction and they're basically going to take a year and revise the course and the only other option I had was to either wait a year take a gap year or do it at the University of Reading but a slightly different course and because I was so set, it was quite distraughting. I thought, that was it, it's over. Um, but then I found out about degree apprenticeships and I found out there was an opportunity in project management. Um, and I applied to a few apprenticeships, got a few offers, and I'm here at Arup at the moment, so yeah. Amazing. So I guess on that story, having been so set on doing that course at university and now obviously doing a an apprenticeship alongside some study was it something that you always knew you kind of wanted to get into in some regard yeah i know loads of people always are, are like wondering what to do but from fairly earlier i knew that i wanted to do project management so my dad's a gas engineer and plumber so i'll tag along every now and again and one time we was working on site i actually met the site manager and also the project manager and I think from that point, I realized the work that he was doing was something that I was interested in, the way he was communicating, the way he was going around, the way he was making sure everything was on time, within budget, and to good quality. I thought that was something that I, want, I wanted to do. So, yeah, project management was always the plan. Amazing. So let's learn a little bit more about your role then. What does a typical day in the life look like for yourself? Um, it's busy. Well, it can be very busy or very, very quiet, but usually at the moment it's really, really busy. So I'm currently working on a really large government project. Um, and 
I've got a few different sort of roles. So let's say I've arrived in the office around nine. I might have a quick plan for the week. What am I going to do? What do I have to do? I might just chuck that into the calendar, double check if I have meetings, that sort of thing in the morning. Um, once I've done that, I'll have a quick look at emails. Um, in the consulting world, there's always a lot of, lot of emails. Um, but yeah, I'll have a quick look. I won't reply to any not i won't reply to all of them i'll just have a reply i will reply to the ones that are very urgent and see if i can action them immediately um after that usually we have a lot of meetings in the morning progress reviews checkups that sort of thing so i might do a little bit of meeting prep before those meetings and then afterwards i might actually join those meetings and basically um sort of so let's say if the meeting was currently i'm doing a lot of finance work um, I've got commercial health check-ins, so I'll be meeting and managing and monitoring all the finance of the sub-projects and the work packages within the projects. So I'll be meeting with the design managers, making sure that their design is actually progressing, making sure that they've um, invoiced the client, if they've not, why they haven't, and what we can do, that sort of thing. Um, and then from there, we'll also sort of set out actions that we can make like take away so then we know that we're on track and if there is anything that we need to do then we make sure we get it done um so we do a little bit of those like commercial health checking calls at the moment we might have client calls as well they might also want to know what's going on um if that's the case then those sort of calls i'm sort of flipped around rather than me asking for the information how this is going how that's going I'm the one letting the client know. So I'm saying, yeah, finance is good. Um, we should be invoicing you this shortly. We still haven't received the purchase order for this, that sort of thing. So I have that pretty much for the morning. I'll take away the actions and then go for lunch. And um, I don't, it's where my office is located. There's loads of beautiful, love, uh, lovely food places. So lunch is always, a highlight of my day. What's, what's your favourite type of food then? Oh, I don't think there's a right answer to that. <laughs> food as a whole. Um, but no, at the moment, I'm really, really liking um, Vietnamese food. I think it's a really, really nice sort of blend of spices that are fairly spicy. So I like spicy food. So yeah, Vietnamese food at the moment. How about you? Uh, oh, God. Um, probably be Thai. Thai is quite nice, yeah. yeah. Um, or a, a good traditional uh, British sandwich. <laughs> but as it's as as we're kind of at summertime, it's been a lot of salad at the moment. I must admit. <laughs> no, because sometimes the food's just too hot. And you... <laughs> I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not. I can't handle spice very well. Um, so uh, I try and stay away from that as much as possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair so enough. I, I guess diving a little bit more into program management and project management then um, I, I know it's kind of you're still in your kind of early stages in your career and what you've kind of seen but what's been a key highlight and what's been your favorite thing about whether that's the day-to-day -day job or whether that's the projects you're able to work on or the people that you deal with what's a kind of standout highlight for yourself so far question um for me the main reason why i went into project management and also the main reason why i've stuck with it um is definitely communication. And I think a lot of people get 
sort of drifted away with the fact communication is just speaking or presenting to the client. But I think what you realize as a project manager is yes, of course, communication is about talking, presenting, but also sort of listening to what your client wants, what the design managers want, what um, the project team as a whole wants. So then you can sort of like come together as one. So then you can actually listen to what they want and also sort of produce it and also give them what they want, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, communication, but not necessarily the way many people would think, more like doing the listening, doing the presenting and the talking. Amazing. So let's dive a little bit more into your apprenticeship, but also your employer a little bit more. So tell us a little bit more about Arab as an organization, what kind of uh, programs that they have to offer and really what it's like to work there. So Arup is a global international engineering firm. Um, and it's, it's massive. I think one of their most known projects is the Sydney Opera House, which they designed. Wow. Um, it's so when I was actually applying for like degree apprenticeships, I applied for free and I received free offers. So I was very fortunate in the way that I had op options to choose from. And I Love think well yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and I think for me, what made Arab stand out more than the other companies? were sort of the awards that they won. So they've won the Britain's Most Admired Company, they've won a Stonewall Award, and they've also won Glassdoor's Top 10 Employer. And they've won multiple engineering-like awards as well. But I think what you notice there is the fact the awards that they've won are all employee awards and employer awards. They're very focused on us as individuals, us as staff, but also what we can give to them and what they can give to us. And it's evident for the last past 10 months of 10 months I've been with them. And I think like the fact it's even an employed owned company just speaks volume to that. Um, it's really, for me, I think I've made the right choice without a doubt. Great, so in terms of your apprenticeship then, what would be your advice to anyone either looking to get into the one you're currently doing whether that's arab's other programs but also just apprenticeships in general when i mean amazing achievement to get three offers on the table what would be your advice to anyone who wants to get into the same position and ultimately have a choice like that um i think for me what i i personally tried to make sure i did was give the best version of jeremy so that meant when I was applying to apprenticeships, I actually took my time. I made sure that I was 100%. I wasn't rushing, trying to do something else. I set a bit of time aside so then I could apply to the apprenticeship and make sure that they got the best Jeremy. So that meant I would block out an hour after maybe revising or just before revising, depending on how I felt. If I wasn't feeling good that day, I didn't think, you know what, let me just quickly get this done and then leave, like, go to sleep or whatever. I made sure, like I said, they got the best journey. So I think my advice would probably be, take your time, um, don't rush it, make sure that you give the best version of yourself. So then they really can truly see um, who you are and why they should want to employ you. Um, and I think talking to some people that have had rejections from apprenticeships, 
I think one of the common things is that they haven't taken time to actually um, give the best version of themselves. They sort of rushed a little bit. So if you've got that time, try to set it aside. Think about it. It is your future in a sense. So why not spend just one hour for your future? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Where you've got, uh, essentially, you're being pressured by parents, you're being pressured by schools to obviously apply for as many opportunities as possible to have as many potential ones on the table. But I think what sometimes people forget is that each application deserves time, it deserves quality, and like you say, it deserves the best version of yourself. So I think planning your time out, and this is gonna lead on to my next question afterwards as well, but it's using your time effectively, being able to put everything into every single application that you put forward, because you wanna set that impression, don't you? You wanna be able to come across in the best way possible in that initial stage, because nine times out of 10, with especially with bigger, corporate organizations you might not have human contact for maybe one two three stages because they'll obviously have some automation to it as well so it's looking at all of that isn't it and it's making sure that every application is given 110 percent um and and that you feel afterwards that you couldn't have put any more into it so on to time management then so being uh in program and project management, I, I can imagine it's quite an important skill for yourself to have, whether that's internally, but also for your clients. How how do you manage time effectively, particularly with the work-life balance, kind of everyone, every, it's everyone, everyone's mind, isn't it? Everyone's talking about how do we ensure, particularly with Gen Z, how do we ensure we, we have a work-life balance? So talk us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so as a PM or project manager, yeah, time management is very, very important. Um, but I think what I personally do, and I've sort of learned this from my line manager, um, is just blocking out time, but also breaking down those times. So using an example of like going to the gym, for example, I think when it's Jan, Jan the 1st, everyone wants to go to the gym for the next five years. It's very easy to say, but hard to do, right? Whereas if you sort of have like a little bit of a plan and you break it down and say, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym once a week. And then as that goes, try to improve it maybe twice a week. So sort of breaking tasks down. I might have um, a report or a letter that I need to issue to the client. Instead of me thinking, okay, this letter needs to go out to the client. I need to, in the next hour, write this letter down. That's going to be fairly daunting and that might mentally affect how you actually approach the the task but also I think if you break it down and say you know what I'm going to make sure that it's formatted correctly and then I'm going to make sure that the content is there I might even start to plan out and then maybe write um, the introductory letter make sure that the main content actually makes sense and then you know what tomorrow afternoon or if I've got a little bit more time half an hour, what I'll do is I'll review it again. So I think, yeah, breaking it down really has helped me. And then that also transfers into my work-life balance a little bit. So making sure that I know that work is here and then as soon as work is done, it's almost blocked off, I'm, I'm finished. I've closed that laptop. My phone is off, my work phone's off, my personal phone is on now. That sort of um, blocking, um, breaking down them individually, I think, it's definitely helped me. Do you work at home at all? 
so yeah i do um i especially with covid i think a lot of companies now have like had so much people working from home and with my site being fairly far away i'm i'm not too not in the site too often i'm in the office every now and again but yeah working from home that one's sometimes a little bit difficult i think and i'm trying to sort of get better at it myself um i know like i've picked up a few tips one from connor um, who mentioned sort of having his laptop and his work area, one area, and then as soon as he's finished with work, he's left that area. He's gone completely out of that office room and he's doing whatever. And I think that does definitely help mentally. Um, it's something that I've picked up, but I definitely know that every now and again, I might see a notification on the work phone and then I'm thinking about work again. So I think separating those two things, if you can do it, then definitely will help. Yeah, all it takes is that one notification, isn't it, to dive back into that world. Spot on, spot on. Yeah. So I know you're kind of still in early days in your apprenticeship, um, but I guess everyone likes to plan ahead. Um, so do you have a, a kind of three to five year plan at all? Uh, sort of. I've got big goals. Um, I have broken them down a little bit, like I yeah. mentioned, but I do have a few goals. I think that first one is definitely to complete my apprenticeship um and do it well as well i don't want to just graze by i do want to pass with flying colors um i think as well as that there's opportunities to work abroad with arab so i'd love to have a long-term assignment um elsewhere potentially america or canada um and then i think as well just making sure that everything that i do externally so such as um not going to uni such as um arab uh, the Black Apprentice Network, trying to make sure that I put 100% and do give an impact to it so that I can actually talk about these things that I am very passionate about. Uh, that's great. And and going back to your applying days when you were applying for so many opportunities and apart from obviously putting your best version into yourself, is there, into every application, is there any bit of advice that you give to anyone in terms of applying for apprenticeships or what you maybe did to stand out from the crowd? Um, yeah, I think like it's fair to say that degree apprenticeships nowadays are getting so much more competitive and it is really, really important to stand out. Um, for me personally, like I mentioned, being the best version of myself was, so then if you've left everything there, you can't be upset. Um, another thing that I think I did quite, a, that helps me, I personally think, to get those offers was definitely um, trying to gain a little bit of experience. The internet is fantastic. You can gain experience like wherever you are. And I know that sometimes it's a sort of a cliche that cause you're young, you can't have experience, but there's loads of little things, books, videos, courses, online courses, that sort of thing. If you take a little bit of time, try to like learn a little bit about the industry. You don't have to be an expert, but if you actually understand the sort of role that you might be going into, then without a doubt, you'll be able to present yourself as the best individual for that role. Um, so yeah, I think that's my sort of tip. Do a little bit of research, but also if you've got the time, try to actually gain experience through these courses, these books um, about the industry that you're going into. So for project management, I had an insight week with a few companies. I also did an online course and I read one of the main um, project management book, uh, the APM book of knowledge. Amazing. No, that's really great tips. Thanks, Jeremy. 
And, and to wrap us up today then, knowing what you know now, whether that be to your younger self or maybe other people applying to maybe similar positions at Arup or maybe other apprenticeships out there, would there, would there be anything that you wish you knew then that you do know now? Um, yeah, I think one big tip that I would tell myself is that just because you're an apprentice doesn't mean that you're below or beneath anyone. And I think coming in when you hear that there's these grades and these associate directors and managing directors and partners, you sort of think, oh, OK, I'm only just an, just an apprentice. But as an, as an apprentice, you're still a person. You can still make an impact. I think for me, I'll tell my future self to not sort of hesitate and take those opportunities to actually make an impact as an apprentice. I think if anything, if you're an apprentice and you're making those impacts, that's probably more impressive than a managing director doing. So yes, um, take those it's, trust, it, it's trusting the process as well, isn't it? We had it on another podcast where the main key takeaways were obviously being that 1% better each day. And I think we neglect those small wins that we all have each day whether that's in our personal lives but also in our day-to-day -day jobs and just being consistent particularly when you are applying for 10 20 potentially 100 i know people that have applied for 100 apprenticeships and not got any and it's it, it it's it's tough but you've got to keep going and it does work out in the end doesn't it that's it that's it amazing cool well that wraps our podcast up for today so jeremy thank you so much for joining it's been really great to learn more about you but also your role at arup and how you can obviously help others applying for apprenticeships so thanks again for joining thank you thanks for having me thanks for tuning in be sure to check out each episode on your chosen streaming platform and head over to the not going to uni website to start your future career